This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Dr. Kevin Zadai, and this is such a unique and wonderful interview because Kevin is teaching how angels are literally standing ready to help you and me, every Christian, to accomplish what is written in heaven in this generation, in my life, in your life. Here's the thing. We've heard a lot of, how should I say, kind of goofy things over the years about angels, and and this whole teaching brings back, it seems, a reality of who angels are and what they're actually assigned to do. It'll really put the fear of God back in the whole supernatural realm. And so we're thankful for that. And thank you for being with us, Dr. Zadai. Hey, Ryan, thank you. And I'm so excited about this show. Thank you. Let's let's jump right in. You you have in your brand new book, The Agenda of Angels, what's called the Secret Mission of Angels. Talk about that. Well, the secret mission of angels is a fact that uh, a lot of people don't know this, but God has a military. And if you look, even in the Old Testament, there's times where there's mentioned book of wars of the Lord. And these these wars that are fought in the flesh, there's also spiritual wars that happen parallel. And so there's secret missions that angels are on all the time. In Psalms 91:11, and it says it in the Passion Translation really well, it says that God sends angels with special orders to protect us uh, and defend us from all harm. And so it's the idea of a special forces type of mission. So they're assigned specially to you and assigned to you. So I'm excited because when, when I started to see the spirit realm after I came back from my heavenly experience, I started to realize that the Christians don't really know how special they are, that special orders are giving to special people. That's us. And we're, we're being assigned missions from heaven. And the angels are here on special missions to help us with that. Now, you talk about if we were really able, each one of us, to see into the realm of the Spirit, um, we would actually stop worrying about anything that's going on in our lives right now. Right. There's there's a couple important things that Christians must understand. They must get this before we can even go on with this, this discussion. You have to understand uh, this one thing for sure, that you have to establish yourself in, the, in God's love. So you've got to have this established trust in God's love for us. And this um, this is something that, that, that drives out fear. Perfect love drives out fear. That's number one. You also, you have to have the revelation of the truth that um, you can advance and be successful in your life, that God rewards those who diligently seek Him according to Hebrews 11, 6. So there's that idea. And then there's also the fact that in the spirit realm, that God is looking at your future as though it's His now. So he, he doesn't, He's not concerned or worried about your life. And so we need to stop worrying. When we get these three things down that I just let, I told you, um, 
you can start to rest in faith, and it's a rest. And, you know, remember what the book of Hebrews, uh, the writer said, we need to do everything we can to enter into the rest. And that's what I'm talking about here. Now, let me ask you this, and not to discount what others have seen or felt, but uh, reading your book, The Agenda of Angels, uh, puts really, it's it's kind of scary. It puts the fear of God in you that this is not... This is not a game. Oh, I got my little angel with me. This is this is a, a real deal. This is a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. I remember I remember when um, I was in training for flight training, and I remember having to uh, learn the systems on a you know just a really small single engine propel, propeller airplane. But I remember also when I got to go to ground school and to learn the F sixteen fighter jet. As a, just as a gift, I didn't get to actually fly it. I went into the training and I went into the simulator. I was so blown away at the technology. I was so blown away at the environment that these guys get to go into every day that they get to fly these fighter jets. And so I got to fly uh, against someone in a simulator in a dogfight. But see, what happened was is that I didn't realize that that was available. But some people are participating in that kind of a thing every day. There's there's pilots right now that are walking to a jet and are going to experience something that I didn't even dream about. And that's the way it is with, with angels and this whole this whole spirit realm. There's so much going on that is hidden from us. But then once it's revealed, then we get to participate in it. Exactly. Now... Your first, very first experience with angels, pretty incredible, in 1982. Tell us that story. Well, this was not expected, of course. And um, I did ask the Lord for an angel visitation a couple times because I was a brand-new Christian. So just so you know, it's the only time that I've ever asked for an angel visitation. And I just want you to know that I've never asked for one since, because it's to tell you the truth— there is a healthy fear of the Lord, and there is a holiness that's around these beings. They they are called holy angels, and so this encounter happened in college when I when I just became a Christian. I was in my first year of college, and I was praying, and I remember turning toward my door, which was double locked, so it was locked and then it was deadbolted in my dorm room, and I remember it swinging open, and and I was so frightened by that because I knew that someone. It was like somebody kicked it or pushed it open. But when I, when I saw the door, the, I don't know how it didn't break the door. So there was this huge uh, man standing in the doorway. And I'm telling you, he weighed, because he was about 8 to 10 feet tall, he, he probably weighed 800 pounds. Wow. And he was full Roman centurion uniform on. And even when he walked, you could hear like metal. I could hear metal like from his his uniform, and so he came in and grabbed me because I had fallen to the ground. And that's one thing you've got to know is is that angels have such a presence around him them that they 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 your body can't take it, so your body will just completely like check out. So it just it'll just go to the floor. And um, so I was laying there, and he grabbed me and he picked me up, and then he started to talk to me. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, I can't mess this up because he, he was like within a foot of me because he picked me up. So I'm looking up at him, and he's talking to me and telling me that he had been sent by the Lord God to tell me about my future. And he went through this whole thing with me about what was going to happen and that I needed to stop it. So think about that. I had to do something based on what the angel told me, or 
something was going to happen. And wow. it was about some people that I was uh, involved with friendship wise. I had befriended. They were um, not, they were not, um, you know, living right. So I didn't know that. So this group of 12 people, uh, 12 to 15 people uh, in, they, they went to the college. They, um, they were doing things they shouldn't be doing. I was told by the angel to separate myself from them and to separate my life and to spend more time alone in prayer and study. So I did that. And when he told me this at the end of the, of, of the uh, uh, conversation, he stopped in the middle of a sentence. And I looked at him like, well, just finish, you know. And he said he held his hand up he was, and he was listening. He said, um, the Lord God sends me to another place. You go to the prayer room, and the Holy Spirit will finish this message. And I Man. said, "You're right here. Just, just finish." <laughs> you know. So, and he got he got angry. He said, "I said, I he said, I said, I have to go. Now go to the prayer room. Do it now." And he he walked me out into the hallway and pointed at the prayer room, and he turned and ran down the hallway, and he he took off. So he and he didn't even have wings. He didn't need wings. Angels don't need their wings like we think they do because they're not under the same um, environment and law of flight that we have down here. So he disappeared. Now, those those people got expelled from the college six months later. And if I was – I would have been implicated in the whole thing if I had been uh, you know, around them like I was. So that was my first angel experience. It's very powerful. But I've never asked Ryan for a, an angel experience since then because, um, you know, the angels are so uh, so full of God's power and His holiness that I, I, I'm just telling you, most people don't know what they're asking for when they ask for an angel experience. I mean, his sheer size, you say in your book, 9 or 10 feet tall and 800 pounds. I mean, that that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, at, and just so you know, I even looked down at his feet because he had these um, these uh, these uh, shoes on that were leather. They looked leather, and they had straps that that just like the Roman guards have that go around the calf. Uh, everything was just intricate. The, the there was a the chest, the, the plate, everything. It was real metal to me. It was real. Everything seemed real. But he was fierce, and he was not in any mood to, to, uh, to get to know me. <laughs> he didn't, he, that, so that's what my point is. In the book, I point out a lot of these things because the angels are not sent to be your friend. They're sent to, to execute uh, the king's wishes who sits on a throne, and they, they uh, have been sent by the commander of the Lord's army, and they've been sent to execute the king of the universe's wishes, which is Jesus Christ and, and Father God. In fact, Kevin, you I've heard you say that you have an angel of fire that stands with you even when you're ministering. Yeah, right, it's true. And I, it's it, it's amazing because everyone wants to have these kind of things happen. And, and to tell you the truth, I don't understand it. But I believe that ministers of fire uh, are sent to help us and so they're, they're flames of fire, the book of Hebrews says, they're flames of fire. They're sent to minister for those who are going to inherit salvation. And so I have one that comes and stands behind me wherever I'm at in the world. And people have seen him. They have, uh, I, just, I just feel him. I feel like I'm being uh, uh, cooked by the power and presence of God. And he helps, he helps in, the, in the services to deliver the messages. I, I get real bold. 
uh, and I, I'm able to do more than I would be in a normal situation. So it's amazing how um, I actually experience this every time I minister. I, I really experience an angel visitation because there he's been sent to help me to to deliver the messages and to help me to um, to be effective when um, you know in our human weaknesses we we can't uh, be as uh, you know fearless and bold as we should and I feel really strong when when this angel's around he he comes every time I'm I'm excited that God has sent these um, these beings to help us. The reason I ask you about that is, don't you think the body of Messiah has to move beyond, not that they all think this way, but these little cherubs that are flying in the air, and, oh, you know, the little angels are here to help me, and, you know, uh, as you say, they're not there, here to clean up our messes, but, uh, you know, you have an angel of fire standing with you. You saw, you, you know, we're going to talk later about some other incredible experiences you had with angels. I'm just trying to get people out there to understand that your book in your uh, CD set is really bringing a uh, reality to the whole spiritual, supernatural realm of angels. Yes, sir. And, and remember, Ryan, when I was with Jesus, and I, I was was in this experience with Jesus, and since then I've had experiences, I have not seen some of the things that people are saying exist. But I did see everything that's written in the Bible, and so there is this um, this assignment that I had with this book and, and this CD, and I was actually told that this needs to, needs to be brought forth at this time right now. So this book was birthed out of an experience where I was told that it must happen now. And just so you know, I wrote that book in 35 days. Wow, that's incredible! Be, because the Lord breathed on it, you said right? Because this the this is like. Uh, the the angel of the Lord has been dictating things to you in a sense in the Holy Spirit, and then you re, you're releasing it through this book. Right. Just remember one thing that um, that just like it was in in the, in the old times when prophets would speak forth by the word of God, they weren't really popular in their generation, but they became heroes in our history. And and Jesus even said that to the Pharisees. He said, you killed all the prophets, but now you brag about them as being your heroes. And he said, you know, he even said, you're going to do the same thing to me that you did to them. And so what happens is, is in a generation uh, where we're at right now, the angels are coming to help the body of, of Messiah right now. They're helping right now because they they need to speak forth correction. They need to speak forth the reality but they, there's things that are, need corrected in our thinking. We don't think right about some things. Angels is one of those subjects. And I was told, I was told that I need to bring forth this book and this message now because there is a great move of God that must come forth on the earth, and angels are a big part of this at the end of this age. So your brand new book, The Agenda of Angels, and two CD set, what, what are people going to hear in this CD set? Well, in the CD set, they're 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 going to have um, instruction that's going to walk them step by step into how to stay in. I would say in sync or in in step with the with angelic activity. So, in other words, angelic activity comes from the throne of God. So, God already has purposed certain things, Ryan. So, God purposes those things because He sits on the throne and He speaks. The angels come and enforce what God had said. That's all they do. They just do His bidding. They hearken unto His voice, according to Scripture. So when when we 
have been um, briefed, and that's what this book is. It's really just a briefing that I was given. And the angels, essentially the, the subtitle of the book is, is what you, the Holy Ones or what your angels want you to know about this next move. Mm. It's because the angels want you to be in sync with what they're doing because they've been sent to do specific things. So I feel as though uh, at this time, this has to be released because we have wrong thinking that's not in line with the Word of God. And God's purpose is in His Word. And the Spirit of God agrees with the Word. And angels, they only do His bidding, right? So that's um, where, where this book has, uh, that's where this book has hit the mark. Now, in addition, you have a brand new soaking CD called Victory. I love the title. And for those who do, uh, don't know, when when Kevin, when you came back from your heavenly experience, you all of a sudden could play nine instruments, and and many of these instruments you're you're playing uh, on this soaking CD for people. Yes, it's still continuing, Ryan. I'm up to fourteen instruments. Oh my goodness! And, and it just keeps happening, and I don't understand it. And please don't try to copy you know, this, <laughs> but you know because it's. I don't understand it. It's 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 something that's a sign and a wonder. But that the music that I'm playing is more so that you can have time to uh, worship and meditate on God's word. I didn't want to put words on it because did you know that actually I have a degree in voice. I actually right. trained as a in voice, but the Lord won't wouldn't let me sing on these CDs. He just wanted to have music, something that I couldn't do, play instruments, because he wanted to demonstrate. Um, the gifting that, that that he can give people, but it was for the purpose of meditation uh, in God's Word, and the fact that um, you can have a spiritual visitation listening to the music because it's not—it's really not me playing. You know, it's it's a supernatural event. Okay, when we come back, more about encountering angels, truth about angels. These stories are literally going to blow your mind. Uh, get ready. We'll be right back. Call now and get Kevin Zadai's powerful brand new book and two-part audio CD teaching, The Agenda of Angels, plus Kevin's anointed heavenly music CD, Victory, exclusive for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9588. Through Kevin Zadai's brand new book, The Agenda of Angels, you will clearly understand what the holy angels want you to know on how you can be a part of the next powerful move of God that is about to invade planet Earth. Through this book, you will understand the angelic command center of heaven, discover the battle strategies of heaven, decode the veil of secrecy that surrounds the dimensions of the spirit, clearly discern God's will for your life, identify and defeat your enemies, execute the victorious rules of engagement, establish a link between praying in tongues and operating in the supernatural, assign your angels by speaking to them the directives of God out loud and so much more. Through Kevin's two-part audio teaching, The Agenda of Angels, you will learn how to cooperate with the angels assigned to you. Encounter the supernatural realm of miracles, signs, and wonders every day. Understand how angels will help you do the greater works. Learn how worship attracts angelic activity. Kevin also prays powerful prayers of impartation for you to have your spiritual eyes and ears opened. Break any holds the enemy has over your life. Receive physical and emotional healing. Activate angelic activity in your life to help you fulfill your God-given destiny and purpose. Plus, you'll receive this bonus, Kevin's anointed heavenly music CD, Victory. Before Kevin Sedai visited heaven, he didn't have any musical skills. Now, supernaturally, he can play 14 musical instruments. 
Through this music, you will be ushered beyond the veil into heaven's atmosphere. The glory of God right into your home, your car, your office, or wherever you listen. Don't miss out on getting Kevin Zadai's powerful brand new book and two-part audio CD teaching, The Agenda of Angels, plus Kevin's anointed heavenly music CD, Victory, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9588. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9588 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We're back with Dr. Kevin Zadai, and I'm telling you, you can feel the presence of the Lord uh, in our studio here, and I'm sure, Kevin, you can feel it where you're at. And uh, one thing that you really have uh, impacted our lives here at It's Supernatural is the importance of praying in the Holy Spirit. And you talk about that in your book as in relation to uh, our angels. Yes, Ryan, there's there's a language of angels, and, and Paul even mentions this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He talks about the fact that even if we pray in tongues or in the tongues of angels, but we don't have love, that we're nothing. And so there is a tongue of angels, and there also is supernatural tongues or supernatural ability to speak in another language that's not your own known language. And that's praying in the Spirit or being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Now, this is thought more than most subjects in Christianity, even by by uh, church folks, you know. And so uh, I have to address this because there is a supernatural language that attracts angels as well, because you're not speaking on your own. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 that when we pray, that our spirit prays, but our mind is not fruitful. And so it's we're, it's spiritual language. So when you pray in tongues, your spirit prays, but you're praying a supernatural um, information from heaven that the angels know. So the Spirit of God is going to say the same thing that the angels have been told already. So do you understand? Like there's books in heaven that are written, and there and the angels are sent to enforce the books that are written about individuals. Well, the angels know what's in those books. The Holy Spirit is is praying out the mysteries, and you know we're praying out the will of God. And you know when you read some of the things that are said by Paul, and especially in Romans chapter eight, verse twenty six, it talks about that in our weakness, when we don't know what to pray, the Spirit of God comes in and takes hold of us and prays out the will of God. And so that is why I mention this in the book because angel activity is increased when we pray in the Spirit, because we're praying the perfect will of God, which is what the angels have been sent to do. Isn't that good? Yeah, there, there seems to be way more going on in the Spirit when we pray, pray in tongues than, than most people realize. Yes, and if you knew, like I know this because I saw it, I saw that when we pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit, that, that we are actually praying forth the truth that's written about us. I mean, specific events, Ryan, where things are written about us that we don't even know are going to happen within 24 hours, but they are written in heaven. The angels know this. They've been sent to die. They've been sent to assist these events to happen in our lives. But because we don't yield and, and we don't speak in tongues um, enough, 
Paul said he spoke in tongues more than all of them. And there's never been a place where tongues has ceased in the Bible. And I, I know that, that, that the devil fights this more than, than most subjects because of the fact that we can uh, operate with angels when we pray in tongues. Now, that doesn't mean that if you don't pray in tongues that you don't have an angel and that angels can't help you. What I'm trying to tell you is it's sure good to have an open communication where you are all on the same wavelength, that you are all um, on, on the same channel, so to speak. And, and angels have been sent to expedite what is written about you. Now, let's talk a little more about the truth about angels. Let me read some of my bullet points here. You, you talk about how angels are extremely focused. They have certain orders, uh, you know, that they're commanded to follow exactly uh, by Jesus himself. The Holy Spirit monitors the activities of angels to make sure that certain things are being done and so on and so forth. I mean, this is incredible teaching that the Lord has shown you uh, through the ministry of angels that you have seen and experienced. I mean, this Christians who are dabbling in sin, it, it's a bigger deal behind the scenes than we realize. It is, because the Holy Spirit is like an earpiece in every angel's ear. So they, wow. the military has earpieces where they can be communicated with, uh, and the, the, there's, co- there's coordination going on all the time. Angels are given permission to do certain things. They're given certain freedom uh, to appear as people or to do certain things uh, to, in order to get the job done. But they're all under the command of the Holy Spirit. So if a, a Christian is is grieving the Holy Spirit, which you know is possible to do. Um, and, and, and Paul instructed people not to grieve the Holy Spirit. But also you can grieve your angels. Did you know that you can provoke your angels to where that they're angry? Wow. And, uh, you know, yeah, so it's in the Exodus 23 where God told uh, Moses, listen, I, I uh, can't go with these people because they're stiff-necked and rebellious, but I will send an angel but don't provoke him because he won't tolerate your, your rebellion or your sin either because my name is in him and on him. So you have angels that can be uh, provoked or grieved. And let me let me uh, interrupt you there, uh, Dr. Zedai, because this is not in any book. This is uh, You talk about this in your CD at length, but this is the first time you've actually shared this uh, story publicly about that very thing about grieving your angels. You had an encounter recently that is literally off the charts. I mean, it's incredible. Tell us about that. Well, it's how this book was birthed. I was I was actually uh, scheduled to write a different book uh, right away, and, and, and it, the Lord told me that I needed to bring forth this message about angels. So when I went up to start the first chapter uh, in my office, I, I, I don't know how this happens, but you know how you can sit down in a chair in your environment, you're very familiar with it. That's what happened to me. And I began to pray. And I said, well, Lord, what are you trying to say to me about angels? And I, I, I felt like I was flying, like, like a wind came by, around me. And so when I opened my eyes, I wasn't in my office anymore. I was on a mountaintop. Whoa. And, 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 you know, you know, it's just like, I'm just like a normal person like anyone else, <laughs> even though you might not think so. But I'm thinking, how did this just happen? Because I looked down, and there's this, this the, the rock was like slate. It was like flint. It was um, sharp uh, rock everywhere. And there was this flat spot. But the mountain, we were high, but there was still more to the mountain, but there was this flat spot. And I looked, and this bright glory was in the center 
and I saw I saw who I knew was Moses standing in their glory, and I couldn't see a, um, another person. It was because it was so bright. I just no, I just knew that Moses was in there. Around this perimeter, there were these very large. Uh, angel-looking beings, but they looked like elders. They, they they looked different than I've ever seen before. They were very, very big, very tall, but they weren't um, dressed in armor. They were dressed in these beautiful embroidered uh, robes. And I'm standing there thinking, I have no idea what just happened, but I'm on Mount Sinai. And that is Moses receiving the law. I knew all that in a flash, and I was just in my office a second ago. <laughs> so, so I looked down, and the rock from the holiness from the Almighty God that was standing there had changed the rocks into into into. They were so white that it looked like it had snowed on the mountain. But the rocks were there was I kicked the rocks, and there was no snow on them. It was white hot from the glory. So the the gray rocks turned white in this whole perimeter area. And there was a big circle and it was all white and they were white hot with the glory of God. And these four these four of these elders, and I don't know how many there were, but you know, you can imagine um, you know, the the size the size of, 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 of you know, fifty feet uh, or more around or a hundred feet around, I don't know. It was a big area, but these four beings came up to me and one of them said to me, he said, you go back and you tell the people not to grieve their angels. Wow. And I said, I said, and I told him one, I said, I don't want to go back. Can I just stay? <laughs> and, and they, they uh, didn't answer me, but I, I felt like I felt so safe in that holiness. It was so holy and clean that I realized how dirty this world is. I realized how uh, hard, hard it is down here in the flesh because I'm just going to be the first to tell you it's not this life is not easy down here right. because it's a fallen world. But there was this place that Moses encountered, and I I got to see that. So when I came back, I had to write this book based on what I just told you. It, now, um the a- angels wanted to work with us. Okay, so when they when that mission was given to you to tell people to not grieve our angels, I mean. That came that came from Mount Sinai, the holiness of God. I mean, th- this is a bigger deal than than most of us realize. It is, but um, just so you know, well, just like what happened to me when I was in the presence of Jesus and my body was laying on the operating table, and I was in the presence of Jesus and I was taken with Him. I didn't want to come back, but this is what I knew. I knew that this world and this fallen earth was trying to pull me away from my destiny constantly. Wow. And that we had to always be what what you know like a coach would say be on your game. You've got to be in in actively participating in the supernatural, which means you cannot yield to the flesh, which is really not easy to do sometimes. So Paul spent all this time in the book of Romans talking about this he, finally got to Romans chapter 8 where he said he said the, the the flesh is an enemy against the spirit and the spirit is an enemy against the flesh and so that is where we're at so i saw all this so i just want you to know when i was with jesus i didn't want to come back because of this very thing because it it's this life is not easy and unless you continually are on your game and angels are on their game they always want to do the will of the father 
But see, our will is being manipulated daily, Ryan. And so I had to write this book about about what I saw up there and what I also was told about the ministry of angels and about how we're to live a holy life. And I and I love that about your book and your CD set because you talk about, you know, you got to be on your game. Well, you don't just tell people you got to be on your game. You you really explain how praying in the spirit, living holy and so on and so forth and and you know, the Lord has given you heavenly strategies about how we're to work with the agenda of angels. And you talk about how that that there's literally a command center in heaven. There is. I was I was amazed that everything in the Bible is absolutely true. Isn't that funny how we get <laughs> to the place where we we realize that uh, you know we we all will do this when we get to heaven. First thing we're going to realize is that we thought that the, that a lot of things that were in the Bible were just like nice bedtime stories, but right. they are not. They're battle strategies. They're battle strategies. Everything that God gave us is he wants us to completely dethrone demonic forces. So everything that is in the Bible is warfare. Everything is given to us as a weapon, and we don't realize it. But I just I just can't, Ryan, I, Ryan, I just can't keep quiet. I feel like I've just gotten started here. You know, I, I've got 59 more titles of books actually on my <laughs> laptop that I'm going to write wow. that are some of them are already done because I'm just getting started because I want people to know that they can win at this life, but it's more than just winning. It's about a whole generation that you've been born into. It's a message that Jesus has in each person, that he's the Messiah, that he also sent you forth to change a whole your generation. You've been sent to your generation, and we can be history makers. Now, you, speaking of being history makers, you have a uh, another angel encounter. You have had many, and they're in your book, you had an angel encounter where you he brought you to the Lord, and the Lord taught you how to wait on Him. That that is a that's still I'm still resting in that one because it's changed me. What happened, Ryan, was I I woke up in the middle of the night, and you know how you'd feel if you woke up and someone was standing in your room, and it wasn't your wife, <laughs> right. my wife. I felt I felt her. She's asleep beside me. And I'm thinking, who is that? And I looked, and this angel this with this beautiful—it uh, was dark, but I could see there was light coming from this, this being. And I could see his, his robe was beautifully ornamented, and he said, come with me. And immediately, just like I, I explained um, in other stories, I don't know how this happens, because I'm just a normal person like everyone else. But all of a sudden, this physical world just goes away, and I'm in— realm of the spirit and it's real to me so i'm i'm looking at this angel as he grabs me and he takes me and he starts to to explain to me that you've been seeking the lord god about how uh, to wait on the lord and i have been sent to explain this to you and so he took me and i don't know where we were but we were in this room and we walked into this large room and the Lord, the Lord, the Lord God, um, you know, told this angel to start explaining this to me. So he went through these things with me about waiting on the Lord and about the glory of God that was coming to the earth. And they were heavenly strategies that were for this generation. And one of them was waiting on the Lord. So all of a sudden, in this room, Jesus was there. He came in, and he 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 said, "My people 
are not waiting on me. Mm. And he was sad, and he, he was really sad. And they're, they're too busy. And he said they, um, they're too driven uh, towards the wrong things. And so he, he began to explain this to me, and the angel was st- just stood there. And he went through all these steps of how to wait on the Lord. And so he, he, he showed me, he did a demonstration. So when, when we all bowed our head and he said, okay, he said, we're going to wait on the Lord God. And, and, I, and he, I said, well, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. And he said, we just wait. And when we started waiting and we bowed our heads, the whole room started to move. It was, it was going up. And it went up, 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 and then it stopped when I raised my head. And I said, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, what just happened? And he said, he said, look out, look out through the door of this room. And when I did, we were so high that I could see the earth, but all my circumstances were so small. And he said, look, he said, because you waited on me, now you see my perspective. And your um, issues in your life, they, they're so small. He said, your perspective changed because you waited on me. Well, that's so truth. Back and you tell the people to wait on well, me. That is some serious truth. <laughs> and and you, you say in your book that the glory of God comes when we wait, when we learn to wait. Yeah, then he, then he showed me this. He went and took me to every church uh, that I was going to be going to for the next next year which they hadn't even booked some of those, uh, you know, those some of those churches hadn't even booked with me yet, but I ended up being there. And he showed me in each service how the glory uh, cloud would, was coming in over the people, and then the people would get to where they, they were uh, not visible. And I saw myself standing with the pastor in the front of the congregations in these different churches, and that actually happened. So it happened a year later, but the glory started to come in. But he said, if you wait on me, then the Father will reveal himself to the, to the people by the glory. And the, when the glory came in, nobody could say anything and nobody could do anything. People started getting healed without anyone touching them, and people started worshiping God without having to have music. They just started to raise their hands and worship because it was a different type of of presence. So it wasn't like when we talk about the presence of God, it was stronger. It was the glory which comes from the Father. And Kevin, as you're as you're talking, boy, I feel the presence of the Lord strong. I feel the glory in this oh, yeah. in this in this it's, studio. You just want to do what the angel in, in Jesus said and just kind of lay in the corner here and just wait on the Lord and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. But there'd be a lot of dead air on the uh, on this interview if we do that. <laughs> no, it'd be good, but it would be uh, uh, awkward. So when we come back you need to hear this encounter that Kevin had when he was in Washington, D.C. It's all about the Pentagon and government and then a little more about what is really going on behind the scenes with the angels that are all around you. We'll be right back. During dental surgery, Kevin Sedai died on the operating table. He had an out-of-body experience and found himself standing on the other side of the veil with Jesus in a heavenly visitation that forever changed his life. This encounter ushered his ministry into new dimensions of power, activation, and impartation. Now, Kevin wants to share with you how to partner with the angelic realm to help usher in a new wave of healing, miracles, signs, and wonders in your life and for others around you. Call now and get Kevin Sedai's powerful brand new book and two-part audio CD teaching. 
Agenda of Angels, plus Kevin's anointed heavenly music CD, Victory, exclusive for our rich Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9588. Through Kevin Zedai's brand new book, The Agenda of Angels, you will clearly understand what the holy angels want you to know on how you can be a part of the next powerful move of God that is about to invade planet Earth. Through this book, you will understand the angelic command center of heaven, discover the battle strategies of heaven, decode the veil of secrecy that surrounds the dimensions of the spirit, clearly discern God's will for your life, identify and defeat your enemies, execute the victorious rules of engagement, establish a link between praying in tongues and operating in the supernatural, assign your angels by speaking to them the directives of God out loud and so much more. Through Kevin's two-part audio teaching, The Agenda of Angels, you will learn how to cooperate with the angels assigned to you. Encounter the supernatural realm of miracles, signs, and wonders every day. Understand how angels will help you do the greater works. Learn how worship attracts angelic activity. Kevin also prays powerful prayers of impartation for you to have your spiritual eyes and ears opened. Break any holds the enemy has over your life. Receive physical and emotional healing. Activate angelic activity in your life to help you fulfill your God-given destiny and purpose. Plus, you'll receive this bonus, Kevin's anointed heaven music CD, Victory. Before Kevin Sedai visited heaven, he didn't have any musical skills. Now, supernaturally, he can play 14 musical instruments. The CD that I made was to create an environment of heaven to where you can worship God and meditate on the Word of God. And angels love when you worship because they love to worship God too. So we have reports of people putting in the CD and having a a powerful experience with the Lord. Through this music, you will be ushered beyond the veil into heaven's atmosphere, the glory of God right into your home, your car, your office, or wherever you listen. The exclusive brand new book and two CD set, The Agenda of Angels, and the brand new soaking CD, Victory, you'll have Victory. Don't miss out on getting Kevin Zadai's powerful brand new book and two-part audio CD teaching, The Agenda of Angels, plus Kevin's anointed heavenly music CD, Victory, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9588. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9588 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We're back with Dr. Kevin Zadai, and I want to make mention here that when Sid Roth uh, heard about this new book that Kevin was writing, he immediately came to the producers and said, we have to, uh, we have to do this, we have to uh, do a show about this, because he felt the weight and the importance and the glory uh, of what was being said by Kevin on the phone, and this this show is very important to Sid, and we know that this is going to impact a lot of people, Kevin. And in your story, uh, when you were in Washington D.C. alone, uh, uh, will impact people for the rest of their lives. What happened? Well, I was at work, and and I flew in there, and we we stayed there uh, quite a bit. That was the hotel that we stay at. So I, I've been to this hotel, but I felt in my spirit that I was supposed to go. And um, and be in that hotel on that particular evening. So when I saw a trip that went there, I just picked it up from another flight attendant. 
And so I ended up in this in the hotel that's that's right across from the highway, from the Pentagon. And it's kind of cool because uh, you know you can see the, the Pentagon uh, from the hotel, even from the restaurant. I could see the the whole thing. And when I came back to my room after eating, you know, when I had flown in there, I had, I had, I had you know dinner with my crew. When I walked into my room, can you imagine just walking in your room and feeling the power of God so strongly, like stronger than a church service, which is very strange to me when you're by yourself. In a hotel. You know, a hotel <laughs> and you know, so anyway, and it was really cool because in that hotel, there's a lot of uh, military brass that are walking around because there's all these conferences going on there. So there were all these colonels and you know all these different military people in their uniform walking around in the, and down t- downstairs, you know, and, and, and it, they're just beautiful. It's just a military-type atmosphere, even in the hotel. So when I walked in there, I felt the power of God. And so I, I put my key down on the desk, and I looked, and there was these individuals standing in the room, but I wasn't afraid because the power of the Lord was so strong. And they they started talking to me. And and they weren't they didn't have wings they were just robed angels that looked like people but they were angels they they the the one of them the leader I guess he just started talking to me that 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 they knew that I was coming on this trip that they had orchestrated it and I'm thinking well you know you know how you feel like the Holy Spirit nudges you to do something you do it but you have no idea that it's all orchestrated with angels as well so when I had that prompting to go to that that uh, hotel at work um, to have that trip, it was all being orchestrated by these angels. They knew that I was coming. And so they were there and they started talking to me and they started explaining to me how the move of God has already started on the earth. And they said, you need to tell the people not to wait anymore, that the glory of the Lord has shown. He said, we have uh, angels on the ground right now with equipment for this next move. That's what they said. They were talking to me in military terms. And so then this one pointed over through the window, and I could see the Pentagon through the window of my room. He said, in fact, he said, we're from the Pentagon. We actually we're actually, we're, we actually are assigned to the Pentagon. <laughs> that is so neat. Six, eight, yeah. And he said, um, he said, in fact, he said, those people over there, he said, some of them believe that they're running the, the, you know, the country is, as far as militarily. You know, with with all the different um, agenda, they think they're running this country. But he said we actually are because we a- we answer to Michael, the archangel, and we've been sent to make sure that the United States always honors and protects Israel. And I just like I said wow. I said to them I said no one's going to believe this. <laughs> I said I said I said is this really happening? And they were just they they were just so happy to see me because they said Kevin. You want people to get it, and you get it. You understand what's going on, and we want other people to engage what God's doing on this earth. And and I just thought it was interesting that these angels were not uh, concerned about this country. They were they were assigned, and they were um, they were intricately involved with the procedures that would would keep uh, Israel strong in history. And that the uh, that the United States was being chosen to help Israel, and that these angels were assigned to make sure that certain things happened at certain times, 
in order to honor Israel. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. And, you know, the, it's incredible how they had told you that the move of God has already started. So we, it sounds like we just need to step in. Yeah, they said it's it's everything has been set in place presently right now, and that that, that we need to stop waiting for it. And he, they said uh, they said to me, they said because you know you're going to participate in it early, but he said it's going to take a while for the others to see this because they're waiting on something that's already happened. And Kevin, you talk about uh, certain things in your book that, you know, unfortunately a lot of believers don't like to hear these days, but you talk about the ingredients for the next move of God, and, and again, that's going along with partnering with uh, the angelic realm, and you talk about the fear of the Lord, repentance, spiritual hunger, the return of the holy altar, brokenness, humility, the crucified life, and deep spiritual worship. Uh, all things that I grew up with, thankfully, uh, all these things, and I love that. That's my personal root. But let's talk about the uh, fear of the Lord as it relates to encountering angels. Uh, well, I don't know how to describe it in in language because, you know, there's a point where I cannot describe what I've already encountered. So all I can tell you is is that the fear of the Lord, if you do a word study, which I did, I did a word study on the fear of the Lord and all these other uh, subjects that you just mentioned, and I was surprised at how prevalent uh, the fear of the Lord is mentioned. Mm -hmm. And so I, I said, Lord, you know, what is happening? And so he showed me what is happening. And so I, in, 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 in this sequence of events, he said, I want you to write about this in the future, but this is what I want you to write about now. I want you to write about the fear of the Lord. Even if it's not popular, I want you to tell them what you experienced in my presence. And this is the thing, Ryan, is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So it's where we start. And the fear of the Lord is clean, which means the fear of the Lord is holy. And the Lord said, be ye holy as I am holy. And angels are holy. And the Word of God is holy. And Paul said to the Corinthians, Come ye out um, and be separate. Come out from among the world and be ye separate, says the Lord. He's quoting the Old Testament. This, The fear of the Lord that I encountered is the, His awesome glory, His presence that is beyond description. So the fear of the Lord causes you to know that He is God. He will always be God, and you will not. You will never be God <laughs> You will never rank at, at his his um, his throne. You will never be able to be God. And Lucifer fell because he thought he could do that. And the fear of the Lord is 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 something that needs to come back, because the next move of God is not about about uh, individuals promoting themselves. It's about the revelation of the Father God and the glory of God. And there's the fear of the Lord that'll come in to meetings. Now, think about this, Ryan. There is uh, two, a couple, uh, two individuals, Ananias and Sapphira, in the New Testament that we're going to need to apologize to if we don't get back to this, because they stood before Peter in the New Testament, in the, in the, in the covenant, the New Covenant, and they dropped dead because they, they lied to the Holy Spirit. Wow. And so the, it says the fear of the Lord spread throughout that congregation, and throughout the city. And this is what the Lord said, that this is coming back. This is coming back to the church, and it must come back for this next move. So 
when I encountered the Lord, when I was in his presence, I mean, Jesus is a friend. He is a brother, he, he, but he is also my God. And I can hardly stand in his presence because of his awesomeness. And that's what we need to bring back into um, into the congregation of uh, and the body of Christ is this idea that God is always going to be God. He's always going to have the last word, and he has final authority in our lives. And we need to fall down and worship him like the angels do. Now, uh, you also talk about, you know, and, and this is really important to people as well, and uh, uh, that, that the angels are, are really there to just help you. And, you know, there, there's a path that God has for each one of us. And you like to remind people that uh, they're, they, I like how you say, they're not, angels are not there to clean up your messes. In fact, they don't like to do that at all, uh, so to speak. But they're, they're here to guide us into the path that God has ordained for us. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, first of all, I have to, I have to preface this by this, because you have to understand something about God. He doesn't say something unless he means it. Right. And so when he says something, he 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 is going to bring it forth, just like Isaiah fifty-five talks about. Nothing he says comes back to him void. His word will come back to him, producing fruit. So angels are are that way. But angels, when when they when they are sent to help us, they're sent to administer God's will for our lives. So the angels were sent to minister to certain people, but it's according to what God's will is for them. So he's, he's, um, you know, he's, he's revealing in these last days that we need to start walking with God to where it's not like a cleanup crew. That's good. You know, where like, like, um, I'm just telling you this because the angels want people to know this. And I'm, I'm, I'm not. I only reveal like 20% of what I'm told and what I know, because a lot, of, a lot of what, what, what is coming in the body of Christ, people aren't ready for yet. But it's going to be stepped up a couple different notches from where we're at. And part of that is we need to just be obedient. We just need to fear the Lord in the fact that He is our authority and that whatever He says goes. So when He sends forth His word, we're we're supposed to be obedient and live our lives according to how Jesus taught us to. And this 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 will bring us into where the angels don't have to clean up our messes. They're going to uh they're gonna help us. They're they're going to uh cause us to be history makers. And really uh a lot of it has to do with Psalm ninety one, correct? It does and, and, and like I've said before you have to remember that Psalms 91 um, was written from for people who make the Most High their dwelling place, who, who live in the shadow of the Most High permanently. And so all the things that are spoken in Psalms 91, when you read verses 8 through 16, those, those are amazing promises in a covenant, but that it says, if you make the Most High your dwelling place, then these things will happen. And the angels have been sent on special assignments to protect you, but that is under um, the you know, agreement that you are making the most high, your dwelling place. And I'm telling you, a lot of people don't qualify that for that. And I asked the Lord, I said, why are all my friends having all these bad things happen to them? And he said, because they don't qualify. Wow. And I said, well, Lord, you know, these people are Christians. He said, yeah, but you have to make the most high your dwelling place. You have to stay in there. And then these things will not touch you. It seems like so much always comes back to intimacy with God. 
It does. It comes back to our relationship with God. And so just think of this. If you if you have faith, but you don't have love, you're nothing. Right. You know, and we forget that, that the greatest of all, it's not, it's faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is not faith, it's love. And if we don't have a revelation of God's love in our life, we don't have a relationship with Him because we can't love if we haven't been loved. And if we don't know how to receive love, we can't give it. Um, so there's this, there's this thing with the angels where they want our relationship with God to be strong because they don't have the same relationship with God that we do. Kevin, talk to the people at home one more time about what this brand new book, I mean, it's brand new, uh, really, the, you, you received a briefing from angels themselves about what to say in the book. Uh, your book, your two CD set, The Agenda of Angels, and your brand new uh, Soaking CD, Victory. Well, I just, I would want people to know that this was given to me as a manual for the coming days. And it was so strong that I was told that this must, this book must come out before the the book that I was already given to, uh, given to to write, comes out. So the the Lord inserted this, and the angels um, were were wanting the people to cooperate. And so think about it. these: the angels are sent to minister for you, and it says that that's what it says in the book of Hebrews, and also says. In, in Revelation, that, that the angel said, don't worship me. He said, I am a fellow servant with you. And so this book is, is necessary to participate in what's coming on the earth in the coming days. And the angels want history to be changed. They want, they want Christians to engage in this end of this age like they engaged at the beginning of this age where the Holy Spirit came. When the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost— it empowered us to be witnesses. And that is what's got to happen in this end day so we can wrap it up. So this book is a, a step-by-step manual. And the uh, CD, the music CD, was given to me so that you can meditate on all these truths in the Word of God. And the, C- and the CD set is, is given to help uh, mentor you and walk you into this so that when you have completed this, you will be so much better off in your understanding of the agenda of angels. Kevin, will you just pray for the people at home before we go? I sure will, Ryan. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, by the powerful name of the commander of the Lord's army, I, I, I break the powers that are against the people right now. In the name of Jesus, uh, the Messiah, I break the powers that are against the people right now. And I believe, Lord Jesus, that you are opening the eyes, of spiritual eyes of all the people right now listening, that you're opening their ears right now, that they're hearing your voice, and that they're seeing into the spirit realm. They're give, they've been given discernment. The eyes of their heart are being enlightened, that they may know the hope to which they've been called, the glorious inheritance that's in the sin, and that mighty power that rose Jesus from the dead, that is dwelling in them, that will rise up right now. And I pray for the people right now that they will engage the agenda of God and engage the agenda of angels in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know about you at home, but I've been challenged and encouraged uh, both at the same time. So uh, you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our guest, Dr. Kevin Zadai. Now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this special offer. Dr. Kevin Zadai 
wants to teach you that angels have a secret agenda, and it's to help you accomplish what is already written about you in heaven. In his brand new exclusive book and two CD set, The Agenda of Angels, along with his brand new soaking CD, Victory. Call now for Kevin's book and two CD set, The Agenda of Angels, along with his brand new soaking CD, Victory. You will want to pray or perhaps read the scriptures with this heavenly music for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Dr. Kevin Zadai's brand new exclusive book and two CD set, The Agenda of Angels, along with his brand new soaking CD, Victory. Offer number 9588 for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9588. Once again, that's offer number 9588.